Law and Liberty. This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download this book or purchase a physical copy. Law and Liberty. Russus J. Rushdoony. Copyright 1984 and 2009. Alicito, California. Chapter 15. The Family and Property. All kinds of reasons are assigned for the decline of the family, both spiritual and material, and we are repeatedly told of the social consequences of the breakdown of family life. However, in all these reports on the family, one important cause is commonly left out, a cause which is at one and the same time both material and spiritual. This cause for the breakdown of the family is the attack on and the decline of the freedom of private property. Private ownership of property was ordained by God and firmly grounded in his law. Four of the Ten Commandments deal with family and property. Quote, Honour thy father and thy mother. End quote. Quote, Thou shalt not commit adultery. End quote. Quote, Thou shalt not steal. And quote, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbour's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbour's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor, nor anything that is thy neighbour's. End quote. Exodus 20.12, 14-15, According to the Bible, the family is more than a spiritual unity. It is a material unity, firmly grounded in property and economic realities. Similarly, private property is not merely a neutral material thing for the Bible. It is essentially linked to God's spiritual realities, his law and the family. The property and family are everywhere closely linked together by the Bible. Every attack, therefore, on private property is an attack on the family, and every attack on the family is also an attack on private property. This unity of the family and property has been recognised by Marxism, and, as a result, both are marked for destruction in communist countries. In 1847, the Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx wrote, quote, the theory of the communists may be summed up in a single sentence, abolition of private property, end quote. Any kind of property, he noted, is power, and he denied the right of power to the person or family. It had to be, quote, social power, end quote. The family, he said, is based on capital, private gain, private property, and he added that the family, quote, will vanish with the vanishing of capital, end quote. To achieve the goal of communization, Marx favoured the state control of all education, and he criticised what he called, quote, the bourgeois claptrap about the family and education, about the hallowed correlation of parent and child, end quote. Thus, replacing Christian schools with state-controlled and state-supported schools was, for Marx, a necessary step towards destroying the family and private property. The abolition of what Marx called, quote, bourgeois marriage, is another step. Other steps cited by Marx include abolition of property and land, abolition of all right of inheritance, the income tax, the requirement that women and children must work, and so on. As against God's Ten Commandments, Marx very self-consciously stated his new law in ten points or laws. 1. Abolition of private property and land and the application of all rents of land to public purposes. 2 a heavy progressive or graduated income tax. 3. 
abolition of all rights of inheritance. 4. Confiscation of the property of all emigrants and rebels. 5. Centralization of credit in the hands of the state by means of a national bank with state capital and an exclusive monopoly. 6. Centralization of the means of communication and transportation in the hands of the state. 7. Extension of factories and instruments of production owned by the state, the bringing into cultivation of waste lands, and the improvement of the soil generally in accordance with a common plan. 8. Equal liability of all to labour. Establishment of industrial armies, especially for agriculture. 9. Combination of agriculture with manufacturing industries. Gradual abolition of the distinction between town and country by a more equitable distribution of the population over the country. 10. Free education for all children in government schools. Abolition of children's factory labour in its present form. Combination of education with industrial production, etc., etc. Except for Marx's programme for a new form of child labour, every one of these points is in operation, in part or in whole, in our country today. And the Communist Manifesto is a better expression of our social and political goals and direction than anything said by either political party. We are very clearly drifting into communism. Now, Marx was very wise in his analysis, and Marx saw clearly the implications of biblical economy and of the Ten Commandments. Property is power, social and personal power. Whoever controls property has liberty, and whoever surrenders power over property surrenders liberty. The question, then, is simply this. Who shall be free? The family or the state? God's law provides for the freedom of the family by undergirding private ownership of property. The American tradition has been biblical. The purpose of the Constitution of 1787 was to bind the federal government with the change of the Constitution so that people might be free. If civil government is given power over property, then that government becomes free from the control of its citizenry and controls them instead. Today, the state has extensive controls over property and taxes it. There is an inheritance tax and an income tax. There is state-controlled education and centralisation of credit in the hands of the state. There is control over capital, labour and farming. Is it any wonder the family is breaking down and the federal government growing in power? The God-given economic foundation of the family is being destroyed because God's law is despised. There is no combating the Marxist system without a return to biblical faith. Marx was right. Property is power and God places this power in the family's hands. The authority of the family requires property. In communist countries, it is a routine and normal thing for children to spy on their parents and report their remarks and activities to the state. Power and authority belong to the state and therefore the allegiance of the children is to the state. Their future rests with the state and therefore it is the state they obey and the state whom they seek to please. Biblical law places power and authority into the hands of the parents, especially the father, and as long as the family has liberty, liberty based on the power of property, the parents have authority. The primary purpose of the inheritance tax has been to destroy this parental power. The total financial gain to the state by means of inheritance taxes is small. Similarly, 
transfer of power over education, income and property from the family to the state has undercut parental power and authority. Because the modern state controls the education, income, property and labour of all its citizens, it thus controls the totality of powers within the country. The result is totalitarianism. Every country that weakens the independence and liberty of the family and property moves steadily into totalitarianism. It makes no difference in which country this occurs and what laws the state passes as a restraint on itself. Property is power. And when the state grows in its controls over property, it grows in the same degree towards totalitarian power. No political programme can stop this growth unless it restores to the family its control over property, income and education. As long as the state retains the control, it will retain the power and the authority and it is naive and absurd to expect anything but tyranny and it is naive and absurd to expect anything but tyranny. The future of the family is thus at stake in the future of private ownership of property and both rest alike on respect for the sovereign law of God. It is significant that the Ten Commandments have four which protect the family and property and not one which protects the state. Now, elsewhere, Scripture speaks about respect for civil rulers and it calls for respect and obedience where obedience is due. But the state is not given a place by name in the Ten Commandments and for that matter, neither is the church, although worship is governed by the first four commandments. The only institution which directly appears in the Ten Commandments is the family and to it clearly is given authority over property by the whole of the law. Moreover, the biblical family is placed under God and therefore it is denied the totalitarian power that some oriental systems with ancestor worship give to the family to its own detriment. The biblical family, with its liberty and property, is the foundation of Western liberty. To defend the family, therefore, without a defence of its God-given economic foundation, is both wrong and futile. And to defend property without securing its religious foundations is to defend it ignorantly and vainly. Quote, Except the Lord build the house, they labour in vain that build it. End quote. Psalm 127, 1. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.